Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Source Fine Asia, host of the Main Channel podcast, and the host of the Source Fine Asia YouTube channel. This is day, what, day 17 of the lockdown? Maybe day 18 of the lockdown? I literally haven't left my apartment in like 10 days. I, you know, I need to, I need to change that. This is, uh, this is getting rough. Um, I'm here now. with my, no, I went out to the ATM right by outside the lobby, like four days ago, three days ago, whatever. Like that's that's the furthest I've gone outside. Sitting here with my co-host, B Rabbit, Eight Mile. Oh, I'm just sweaty. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Yeah, man. So uh, last uh, podcast we did was on Monday, which is already out. I think that one was like us <laughs> just sort of venting about this whole process with uh, COVID-19 products and the climate. And just I think we learned a lot about not just the products themselves, but also what's going on from a business standpoint behind the scenes. The conclusion that we both came to is that essentially uh, somebody's people or powers that be, you know, some people are probably more successful than most of us are probably trying to control the supply so they can get bigger prices and get better, I mean, bet, charge a higher price for the goods that are coming into the States, right? Yeah, some of the media I mean, that's coming out too seems very well-timed and well-placed and conflicting and there's a lot of disinformation. I think that's definitely not an accident. And one thing I was telling Rico today, telling you today, Rico, is that the people who we talk to that have as good or maybe even better a handle on the situation than as we do, they're the same as us, just completely frustrated by, it's just impossible at this point to believe some of the things that we're seeing are negligence and not strategic way to you know whatever you want to call it cannibal capitalism i don't know but they're just viciously trying to manipulate the market and control the supply and demand of these products right now at the expense of people's health you know we're definitely trying to reply to our customers inquiries and you know, this is a good potential for us to make money as well. And also, like Rico said, we aren't literally leaving the house. So to be really busy and to have a constant engaging work that's coming at you from all angles is, um, I don't know if it's healthy, but it's better. It beats, you know, sitting around and, and not having work to do. But I think... Well, I, I us, certainly wasn't I certainly wasn't being healthy last week. Like, yeah, uh, not sleeping and stuff. That's not healthy. Not eating. Like all I'm just saying versus the alternative of we always find something to do but being really busy versus not being busy at all I, I think that, that's a good thing but anyway my point was you know our motivation a strong part of our motivation is trying to help people too you know we have friends in different places that are 
letting us know the situation. I have personal friends of mine who are working in hospitals and medical care facilities, and we're on the phone talking to these people day in and day out, and they're telling us what's going on and how much they need this stuff. So to see people trying to control that to the degree in which they are and putting people's health and their, ultimately their lives at risk is just really discouraging. But it's been cool to see how, you know, at least in our network, how we've all kind of banded together, you know, people that I was having a conversation with a, um, a shipping agent out of LA who's trying to move ventilators into the States. And he's like, you know, this has been crazy because people that I consider my competitors for years are now my partners, you know, because if you don't hit a certain deal or you don't get some certification or find a certain factor, you might miss out on a potential deal, you know, it might fall apart. You might not have a way to do it. So you just, we're referencing everyone we know at all times in our network and, it's pretty cool to see what we can accomplish as if everybody's on the same page. And the last thing I'll say on that point too, is because of that, our stance with pretty much everyone we're dealing with is a hundred percent transparency because there's really no other way around it. You know, if you're trying to keep certain things, when you say, when you say everyone we're dealing with, you're talking specifically about the brokers and all that stuff. Like they know, you know, factory direct pricing and all that stuff. Right. Which is funny because like it's it's ironic that we ended up going back to what we always do, which is showing people this is what it really is, and then just giving them real time updates. And now it's a necessity. I mean, the biggest change that happened this week, besides the whole FDA uh, K nine five story, which could also be rescinded tomorrow, but um, the biggest change is that we actually got started on, on you know productions. Um, yeah. And you want to tell the story about. About the CPE medical guns? Yes. <laughs> well, you want to know what's crazy, man? That was this morning for me. That was this morning. Like, that seems like a lifetime ago. That seems yeah. something that happened to me a month yeah. past. And, and it wasn't even 24 hours ago because I woke up to it. So, yeah, we we got our first order. It was split amongst the three-ply across-the-face masks medical gowns, uh, the face shields that come come down the clear face shields, and medical gloves. And right as we put it in order, as we've been saying on the podcast, is the prices are constantly going up. Every day we get new quotes. Every day we get new pricing quotes. Every time we get new lead times, completely new stock situation if a factory had. And this is what the ha- happened with uh, the gloves is when we first got the, the payment in, we just wanted to scan all the factories, see where we are, we are at to make the best decision on how to move forward. One of the glove factories had 2 million units in stock. I told our employee, I said, you know, let's try to set up, set up QC tomorrow to go check them out. And then we'll take everything that we can at that time. And we might have more tomorrow as well, which we did. We got added to our glove order today. But I was under the impression that we'd be able to go the day after we spoke to them to, to pick everything up. Well, by the time I woke up, we had to change factories because that factory had sold out of all of their stock and now was 30 days production time. So that was one aspect. The other aspect. Well, before you jump into the other part, and like 
the vetting process that we're putting some of these suppliers through, it's like usually it would take, again, a week, two weeks. We would go to the factory, we would establish that kind of relationship, get contracts, extensive contracts in place, back and forth about QC. But here it's like, all right, we don't have the glove factory. And then Imogen sends, they do some research. I see an invoice and I'm like, if we don't move on this factory today, is there a chance that tomorrow the prices are going to go up? Because the prices did go up. Uh, already it wasn't that much it was like a couple of cents but we we didn't have a crazy margin on the, on, the, on the gloves anyways so then i'm like i can't wait for mike to wake up it was like deposit sent like you know it's like it is what it is you know i gotta uh, say man if if somebody else is trying to do what we're doing while overseas and doesn't have our network and all the people that we can yeah. reference on the spot how do you get this done yeah, you know, because yeah, what we did, what we had to do in terms of that vetting process was make sure that they had all the right certifications. That's step one, and then we scanned because we had for gloves. I think we had about ten factories. We looked at the other factories and and looked at the certifications they had, pricing, lead times. This factory had all the certifications had the shortest lead time. It was actually more expensive than a lot of the other ones, but I was like, all right, no, it's fine because at the end of the day, we're like, you know, they have the certifications. The lead time is better you know, um, and, and they seem to be a little bit more responsive. So yep. you kind of have to make that move. But that's, again, though, we're making decisions that it could seem rash, but it's also based off of, you know, our experience and our team's experience. Because then I'm referencing our project manager and I'm talking to Imogen, I'm saying, how do you feel about these 10 factories? How's their communication? Like, do you think, which one is the best? And then, you know, we're having those discussions, but that's her having worked for us for four years. That's me having done this for five years. That's the, the knowledge that you've also imparted for over 10 years. Yeah, and contacting so many factories that, you know, you start to learn what's most important to obtain from each factory. So you can cut down the vetting process when you're continually looking for the same product. But then the, the, the big thing that happened was we made a large order of medical gowns. And they're the cheapest splash gowns on the market. You know, it's just like a thin film. I, I can't say the name. Poly, poly, polythylene. Polythylene. Yeah, I always butcher that. So we had place in order. We had a number of factories that were priced uh, anywhere between 30 cents to 70 cents per unit. And when we started to contact some of the factories, a couple of them started mentioning an, uh, a news brief. It was a, few day, it was a few days. It was a few days prior, actually. We were because we were still looking for more factories. And yeah. a few days prior, we kept hearing the factories being like, oh, you know, we're booked up, we're booked up, we're booked up. We're like, okay, but we still had, you know, quite a few factories that were available that had the certifications. And then, yeah, then when we started talking to the factories that day after the order was placed, every factory down our list is, we're booked, we're booked, we're booked. And I'm just like, what's going on? And not only that, but they mentioned some, some article or some new release, which has been a consistent yeah. throughout this whole process is we've been getting this tidbit of information, whether it's on BuzzFeed or it's coming from the CDC or it's a Chinese uh, CCP announcement. And you never know right off the bat if it's real or if it's true or yeah. if it's really going to affect the flow of business. So one yeah, of the and I saw that 
I saw that headline with the export thing, and I, I just kind of like again, you, there's so much news going in. And yeah, just like, you don't know. Scanned it and then moved on. So yeah. one of our factories came back and said, you know, these gown prices are going to increase exponentially. This this law passed where you have to have a Chinese exporter's license or something of the like. In it, order it's to- it's uh, it's it's kind of twofold. So you ha- you have to have an export license for medical products. But you also have to be certified to sell medical products in mainland China. So if you don't have the Chinese certification to sell within mainland, you can't export. So pretty much as the day was unfolding, more, uh, what, almost 90% of the factories didn't meet those restrictions. So that legislation just knocked out. 90% 90% of our available factories. And what those last 10% of factories did was they marked up the price somewhere between four to 500%. So our fit, our 30 to 70% price range went up to four to $6 in price in one day. So, yeah. And the one factory that we've been, you know, building a rapport with and stuff like that, they, they had, they, I think they were charging 60 when we went, well, not, not 60. I think they were charging 40. And then when we t- spoke to them that day, they said, well, we'll still work with you, like, but, we'll, but we're going to have to double to 80 cents and we're going to have to push you back three months. And then we were like, okay, that's not really acceptable. <laughs> what if we paid more? They were like, yeah, yeah, okay, we can, we can put you at the end of April for $1.60. So that's... <laughs> It's twice the the price. Basically, you know, they pr- increased the price uh, three hundred percent or two hundred percent, whatever. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're just, just take it or leave it, you know. So and and what, that was a good deal in comparison to the other factories saying four to five dollars. And that's one thing that's happening too that we're competing with is people are trying to cut cut the line by paying a higher per unit cost. Mm-hmm. So, or at least they're offering that to us. You know, hey, if you want to pay an astronomical rate maybe we can get this done for you a little bit quicker needless to say none this is insane it's nothing like we've ever touched so needless to say you know our first order right off the bat had a lot of issues but you know luckily we had been in our our brokers and clients and everybody's ear about what was happening that we have to be prepared for anything Prices are changing day to day. We've just been mimicking what the factories told us, but so they accepted it, and you know we immediately transitioned and moved on. We kind of all had a powwow about how to address our end customers, how we need to be talking to people. You know, we need to take on a little bit more of this language that the factory is taking on versus you know kind. Also, also for- not not giving an all in. You know. Price yeah. where it's yeah. shipping yeah. and all that because I mean, yeah, that was. I mean, let's take for take for sorry to cut you off. Take for example the the three ply shipment that we got yesterday. Sorry, uh, Imagine just sent me a message on Slack. I need to I need to respond. You can do three thousand RMB yesterday, thirty eight thousand RMB today. That's a two thousand dollar price increase on the same exact shipment to the same exact location overnight. That's that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, and I mean, that's the thing is that these, all these rules that you know, the governments are putting in place and stuff, it's like, 
I, I told Mike, I was like, well, we, we basically just have to consider that every single product that we have, even the ones that we think are stable, are subject to some sort of sweeping law being passed and then, you know, prices going up 400% the next day. We have to really, like, make sure that we're recording people, or at least when the brokers are quoting, because they're the ones talking to the buyers directly, they're communicating this. Like, those prices are subject to change within 24, 48 hours. I spent a little bit time of time in Alibaba today and that where I didn't notice it a few days back, that's plastered on every single page. Big red. Yeah, prices right. are subject to change every yeah, 24 hours. Yeah. Just caution, contact the factories directly because all these prices and lead times that you're seeing, you know, can change at any given time. So I'd never, I'd never seen anything like that front and center on every Alibaba listing I saw. Yeah, I know this is a unique, unique time. Well, the I guess the good thing is that we are now in process and I feel like, I think the one thing, the other thing that I learned to, in this week is like, we just have to make sure that we educate everybody that's involved because we basically are the ones that are getting the information as direct as possible from, from the factories. Uh, whereas like, you know, the buyers and the brokers are hearing about things through the news we basically have to make sure that they're aware of updates constantly throughout the day and we're sharing information. So everybody's sharing the same spreadsheets and, you know, they know that the factory prices are going up and hopping, you know, keeping them updated throughout the day, not just waiting until the end of day, them referencing us before they, you know, ask people to transfer money. And then also obviously trying to keep updated with the factories as much as possible. The good thing is again, now that we are in process, we do have factories that we're now communicating with on a daily basis that are you know, processing our orders and we can ask them questions. We can ask them for price updates. We can ask them to, to reference certain information about the export process. So, and, and that's going to be, next week is going to be interesting when it comes to that, going through the entire export process to the States. That's kind Especially of, for the masks. that's been looming the entire time across this, this whole ordeal it's been looming in the back of my mind is just how how this works and 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 what they're letting in because i can't tell you how many people i've talked to and how i've referenced i even got onto some you know consulting experts sites and paid a consultant fee just to talk to someone and just grill them and all these questions not to say they, they weren't good at their job but you know i think we're so involved with this. I think I had more information than they did. You know, they could point me to some places at the FDA website. And that, that's also been a frustrating part, frustrating part is, you know, I know this is unprecedented demand and, you know, really tough situation in the States with all the people that don't have equipment, but the inability to get answers and, you know, the clear disinformation that's being put out, it's, it adds a lot of stress to it too, because you don't know a if China's going to take your stuff when you're sending it out. B if America is going to allow your stuff past the border. So, you know, we've just been working as hard as we can to get these shipments prepared, get them prepared the right way. Have a few people and then that are privy to the, the irony. system check them, and then you know, ultimately hope for the best, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, the irony is a. Uh... Yeah, as you mentioned, birthday, but you can't even think about that. And then there's a there's the Qingming festival this, this weekend. So the four days it's a public holiday for three days. And, yeah, well, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I, I guess technically it starts today, but they're they're starting like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. 
So I don't even know how that's going to work. I'm assuming the factories will still be open, but the sales salespeople might not be as responsive. Yeah. But the interesting thing will be to see what the prices and production lead times are when things resume on Monday or Tuesday. Telling everybody. Yeah, with that recent that article about the K95s being approved mm-hmm. again. You know, two days ago they were removed and now they're approved again. Oh, I mean, we need to see if that was legit, but yeah. BuzzFeed surprisingly has been one of the most uh, reliable sources. Like, I'm telling to know things that everybody else doesn't know. And it's yeah. the same author for all these articles. I'm telling you, somebody's paying this dude. What's his name? I'm going to check it. Whatever your name is from BuzzFeed, I'm coming after you tomorrow, man. I'm trying, trying to get a hold of you and see who your source is for all this. But it's, <laughs> I'm serious. You're going to get interviewed for a BuzzFeed article? Because there's been like three or four posts he's made that have like significantly swayed the thinking of all the people that we're working with. And all of them are very, not, not very well sourced articles either. It's not like he's providing a ton of context. He's just kind of writing about the situation. So, Yeah, but and then what happens is like six hours later, the other publications are confirming what he said in more detail. So it's like... That's true. Yeah, that's, that, that's the part I'm curious about. Is like he was, I think he was early in announcing that uh, KN95s would be removed from the CDC. He was early in talking about shipments being seized at the border. Yeah. I'm, so, trying to find, yeah. I'm trying to find this article. I want to find the dude's name while we're on the clock. I think it's on WhatsApp. If you go to WhatsApp, you should be able to, to yeah. pull up the article real quick. Um, Hi, Recall. Hi. Hi, Recall. What's up? Can you? You jumped, in into, you jumped into our podcast. I already approved the government expense. Okay, okay. Thank you. Okay, sorry. No, sorry. See ya. It's fine. No, I approved it. It should be. It's processing. Yeah. What else you got, man? You got any more updates for for us? I um. We could do a deep dive into everything, but like, uh, no, I think, you know, we're starting off with the the some masks and uh, various other items, and I think probably by ne- next week tuesday will be a very interesting climate and yeah. then when we start going through the export process to the states that's going to be interesting as well yeah next week, how that works. next week we have more orders coming in we have yeah whatever tuesday holds because of this four day kind of dead time or at least reduced capacity time and then all of our stuff is going to start hitting america and we're going to yeah, I mean, like the three-ply masks and, and potentially the KN95s could ship out this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Like the three-ply three production is done on Sunday. So, and the shields too, no? Yeah, shields as well, but then we added more, so I don't know if we're going to wait until everything is uh, completed. Yeah. True. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, happy birthday, my be friend. a whole new world. Yeah, happy birthday to you, and uh, yeah, look forward to... Uh, checking in on the next chapter to see what what is going to happen aged in the last week of age can we do the next one in my morning and your two two in the morning yeah i mean the only issue is like i think you have better lighting oh we have like these ceiling lightings uh, and it's just gonna be it's gonna look weird i just told you i just told you i was gonna go to sleep and you're like let's do the podcast all right 
<laughs> the sourcing Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's what, that's what Vincent called me. But I call I called myself that in an interview that I did <laughs> two days ago. It was like the source in Indiana Jones. Uh, all right, man. Get some sleep. I'll okay. talk to you in uh, approximately six to seven. Yes. Right, right, right. from Africa, we was once happiness...